In entertainment news, tough crowd at the North Korean Correspondents' Dinner. Hello, humans of the Milky Way. This is WBEZ's It's All True podcast, powered by America's second favorite source for fake news, thewhiskeyjournal.com. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and in each episode, I bring you a conversation with a great guest and then ask them to reveal a headline for a funny, personal, true story. This week, I chat with comedian Candy Lawrence. The Chicago Reader named her... Great comedian who is eventually going to move to L.A. (laughs) Something like that. We talk about how she delved into comedy. I was never that person that was like, I've watched Paula Poundstone from, like, when I was eight, you know? (laughs) I never watched stand-up, but I was like, I'm funny, I know it. And she tells a creepy, yet funny true story the presents looked like there was jello dripping out of it it looked like (laughs) what but before all that let's listen to her on stage i'm sorry about what happened back there it's just that i came out of a closet a couple years ago and i had a really hard time with it i hate that term in the closet i do i hate it a lot I prefer lesbian in the cupboard. <laughs> so I came out of the cupboard a couple years ago. And I had a really hard time with it. I did. I think it was because my mom had a hard time with it. Uh, and so she talked to bless you. Uh, and so she... <laughs> I have manners. Bless you. How many people are going to cough tonight? <laughs> So my mom had a hard time with it. So she talked to my grandmother about it. My grandmother's like 90,000 years old. And my grandmother said to my mom, Who gives a shit? (laughs) So everything's fine. Every few years, there's a mass exodus of Chicago writers, artists, performers, and you get what I'm saying. And typically, they move to New York or L.A. This year, Candy Lawrence is one of those people. She has a unique blend of absurdist humor that makes it seem like the rules just don't apply. And sometimes I even forget that offstage, she's a regular person with a day job. I don't think they'll hear this, so I can tell the truth. I do nothing at my day job. (laughs) downtown i just eat snacks and pretend like i'm working i just shovel papers around and i have two bosses so i tell one boss i'm swamped this boss gave me a lot of work and i tell the other boss this boss gave me a lot of work and so i do absolutely nothing and then i go to shows Uh, are you from chicago no, I'm from New York. I even have a tattoo of it on my really? arm, which is embarrassing. So I'm from California, and usually when people find out that you're in Chicago, they say, why'd you... Yeah, yeah. I get the same thing. Why'd why? you move to Chicago? <laughs> so I guess you're going to ask I'm going to ask. That's the next question. Yeah. <laughs> well, I started off doing improv, and I was actually living in Buffalo where there was nothing going on. So I would travel to Toronto to do improv, and it was like an hour and a half ride. And then I was like, fuck this... I'm going to move to Chicago where there's a lot of improv. And so I was doing that for a while, realized I wasn't that great at it. So I started doing sketch with Lauren Lapkus. Anyway, I'm Candy Lawrence, and I'm Lauren Lapkus. And we're the Money Kids. (laughs) (laughs) And we'd like to present... Oh, what? This old show? (laughs) 
we moved to New York in Brooklyn, lived with a crazy person, including Lauren, who was not crazy. She was the girl that I was dating that I farted on during the movie The Notebook. (laughs) She broke up with me, wanted to get away as far as possible, so I moved back to Chicago. Lauren moved to L.A., so I was like... What am I going to do with my life? <laughs> and then Adam Garino was like, hey, do you want to do stand-up? And I was really drunk at town hall. So I was like, yeah, I'll do stand-up. <laughs> and then realized like two weeks later, I have to do stand-up now. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I'm going to take you to Rock and Roll McDonald's. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm going to take you to the adult contemporary McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you gotta make yourself laugh. I was never that person that was like, I've watched Paula Poundstone from like when I was eight. You know, (laughs) I never watched stand up, but I was like, I'm funny. I know it. I guess one day I'll do stand up. (laughs) So by the time that you started doing stand up, were there people that you analyzed a bit? Were there people that you started to respect? Maria Bamford. Maria Bamford. Yeah. I like to do different voices in my act because my own voice does not command the respect and the attention that I believe I deserve. I go into some fancy shop and say, hi, can I get some help? They'd be like, no, little girl, we're not serving little girls today. (laughs) But you know, if I went in there and was like, Hi, what's your name? Cindy? Cindy, I need to speak with your manager. Thanks a lot, sweetheart. Well, she's really funny, and I'm really weird. I don't want to say she's weird. She's just so different than anyone else. She's very unique. Is there anything else in pop culture that you... Because you do this theatrical voice. I know, and a lot of people... I feel like I'm an exaggerated version of myself when I'm on stage. When I'm off stage, I act like that. But when people meet me, they're like, oh, my God, you're so laid back and chill. I don't really talk like this when I'm off stage. <laughs> I don't think anybody would speak to me if I was the way that I am on stage. It kind of reminds you of the, the orphanage person in Annie. What's her name? Oh, the, my God. People have called me Carol Burnett yeah. before. I love Carol Burnett. I don't feel like I'm Miss Hannigan in any way. <laughs> <laughs> little girls, little girls. <laughs> I love Carol Burnett. I love Amy Sedaris. I love Gilda Radner. Everyone else I hate. <laughs> <laughs> do you come up with a set list before you go on stage? I do. And you know what's funny is I obsessively write down my set list over and over and over again so I know what I'm going to say, and then I basically throw it out the window when I get on stage. <laughs> but it's kind of like I want to know what like what beats there are, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Like, I improvise a lot, so I go off book. <laughs> this is such <laughs> theater talk. Well, I guess... So I stray from what I'm going to do, but then I want to know what to go back to, so gotcha. I'm not on stage going... Uh, well, the idea is that uh, if you're going to break rules, there have to be the rules there. So I think what you're doing is you're setting up the <laughs> system. Like you're an anarchist, but you can't be an anarchist if there is no system. Yes. That- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, there's a science to it. <laughs> 
We'll be right back with more It's All True after the break. And when we return, you'll hear Candy Lawrence's headline for a funny personal true story. What's it about? Here's a clip. It was a time with no cell phones. (laughs) (laughs) Or we just didn't have any yet. If you think you can create a headline for a funny true story, record it on your phone or computer and email the file to itsalltruepodcast at gmail.com with your name and where you're from. That's what It's All True listener A.J. Lubecker did. Chicago man celebrates his 21st birthday by falling into bush. What a headline. More Candy Lawrence after the break. Hey, Monica, we've been making WBEZ's food podcast, Chewing the Fat, for more than a year now. And in that time, we've racked up a lot of neutral endorsements, like this one from anchorman and rancher Bill Curtis. It's fun to listen to two women chew the fat. That's exactly what Louisa and Monica do. Listen to new episodes of our food podcast each Thursday at WBEZ.org slash Chewing the Fat. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and each week I ask a guest to reveal a headline for a funny personal true story. This week's guest is comedian Candy Lawrence. Here's her headline. Um, college student calls for help at creepy house, shredded wheat everywhere. <laughs> so you're the college student. I'm the college student. What, what year is this? Well, I graduated in, oh, I have the worst memory, 2002. Oh God, now everyone knows I'm 34. <laughs> so it must have been like 2001. My junior year, there was a huge snowstorm. I was living in Buffalo. It was Thanksgiving time. Thanksgiving time? <laughs> it was Thanksgiving time. Simply having a wonderful Thanksgiving time. Ooh, did we harmonize? I think we did. <laughs> or I just sound so girlish. <laughs> and we are going home. So we had to take all back roads, and I took two of my friends home, and I dropped them off in Syracuse or Albany. I have the worst memory because I smoke a lot of pot. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) And I dropped one friend off, and she locked her keys in the car, so we had to go into this house. It was a time with no cell phones. (laughs) (laughs) Or we just didn't have any yet. Because we are broke. And it was... Around the time where it was AOL and dial-up, okay? Uh, okay. Yeah. So this is going way back. <laughs> and we go into this house, and it was so creepy. It was this older guy. Hello. And he was, like, a little bit chubby. He wore, like, a midriff with his belly hanging out. He had a Christmas tree. He was up way too early. Like, the presents looked like there was jello dripping out of it. It looked like... <laughs> what? Like... I don't know. It reminded me of Chevy Chase's Christmas Vacation when the older lady gives Christmas presents and she wrapped up her cat in (laughs) Jell-O. And we asked to use his telephone. And it was just like the creepiest. I know it doesn't sound creepy, but we felt like we were going to get murdered. (laughs) And so we like were so fast, used the telephone to call her parents to come like let us in the car. 
and we go out and we're like, oh my God, we just felt so disgusting because the house was so messy. And the only thing I could think to say when we got out of the house was like, oh my God, there was shredded wheat everywhere. (laughs) They were like, we could have gotten murdered Uh. and that's all you have to say. (laughs) And we still have that inside joke, my friend Heather and I. That's all we say is shredded wheat. There was shredded wheat everywhere. And that's the show. Big thanks to Candy Lawrence for stopping by. If you'd like more updates on what she's up to, follow her on Twitter. Her Twitter handle is Comedy Lawrence. It's All True is a production of WBEZ Chicago and The Whiskey Journal. The show is produced by me, I, myself, Tim Barnes, Joe Dassault, Patrick Burns, Iris Lynn, and me, Tim Barnes. For more updates on this show and other wonderful WBEZ podcasts, visit wbez.org slash podcasts. Next week on It's All True, I talk to comedian Will Miles. What? All right, cool. And got up in front of the class and just described making a sandwich. And for some reason, they were laughing. (laughs) If you dig the show, please subscribe on iTunes and tell people about it. It's a big help, and it means so much. My Twitter handle is TimBarnes451, and follow the show at All True Podcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you. (laughs) 